Hey guys, before we get started with this season one recap episode, I did want to talk about something that happened really close to home. Uh, If you guys have paid any attention to the news in the last week, you probably saw that Kentucky and the surrounding area got hit uh, by a devastating weather event, uh, an E4 tornado or EF4 tornado, whatever they call them, uh, whatever it was, it was devastating. And that happened right in our backyard. Uh, Adario is stationed in Los Angeles, California, but myself, Kathy, and Sarah all live in the area where, or adjacent to the area where the tornado hit. Um, a little behind the curtains information, I myself am a, I work in healthcare and I, I work in the hospital in the town that got absolutely leveled. So I just wanted to talk about that real quick and say that in the show notes, we do have a link where you can donate to help because not just Mayfield, Kentucky got it, but a lot of the surrounding area is hurting and they could really use the help. And And we know that we're not a big podcast. We're, we're not honestly even a, a, a middle-sized one. But if anybody out there is listening that's not from the area, already doing what they can, and you want to do something, you've got two nickels to rub together to donate, do it. Because if, if you haven't seen what's happened yet, Uh, It's going to take years and years and years and a lot of heroes to rebuild what's been lost. That being said, um, this episode uh, features two of my favorite episodes, actually, from season one. Um, We pride ourselves on being a good improv podcast. Um, we're not a po- we're not a funny podcast that hopes it does good improv. We want to be a good improv podcast that hopes it's funny. And these two episodes do both, featuring Bridget Flaherty and Grace Piper. Also, these two ladies do do a podcast together. So once you listen to this, please go and check them out because they are uh, intensely uh, funny and quick women. And it was a pleasure to do these episodes and do some improv for them. Um, again, these are two episodes back to back, part of our season one recap. And one more time, if you can donate to help those affected by the storm and the tornado, uh, make sure to check out our show notes. I am putting a link in there um, where you can do so. Thank you for listening. We love you. Welcome to Ask Questions. These are not experts. These are not journalists. They are just improvisers. Please do not take them or their advice seriously. Godspeed. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Sarah. And this is Ask Questions, an interview podcast. This week, we had Megan Hines on the show. And I'll be honest, I think I'm hanging up the microphone and becoming an oil chaser. Megan Hines is an oil chaser from Tuscaloosa, Iowa. Um, She claims to know exactly how the world is going to end. And Tyler believes her. I believe in the nomadic and proud lifestyle that Megan talks about. It's noble, and I think those listening at home will feel that camaraderie with that one-car-town mentality that Megan has. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Megan, did you always dream of extracting oil as a child? Yeah, I've dreamed about it since as long as I can remember. I love, there's nothing I love more than drilling for oil. 
Can you tell me what you experienced the the first time you struck pay dirt? You got that Texas tea, that that black gold. What was that experience like? Pure ecstasy. I felt like all my insides became my outsides, and I understood joy in that moment. From oil? Yes, from oil. I've experienced complete and utter ecstasy and joy. That is correct. And so was that when you went on to to form your own outfit, your own oil drilling outfit? Yeah, I got my own crew after that. I knew all the ins and outs, how to get all that liquid out of the soiled earth. So Bridget, you were you were 32 when you first drilled oil. Um so what what did you do before that? I fall I was a oil chaser. Mhm. I What's had an a oil van. Chaser? It's when you uh, well in my case I lived out in my van and I mm-hmm. I followed the oil boys and chased them around this great country mostly in Texas to help them watch them take notes over them. I knew this was my calling, but it did take me 32 years to work up the courage. So you were an oil roadie, it sounds like. That some, some oil chasers might find that offensive because roadies... Do you, do you find that offensive? I'm, I like to think I'm more... Um, Less offensible, you know. I, 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 I like people, so I don't. I, I understand that, you know. We should all just get along and stuff. Megan, what what did your parents do that you were so invested in oil for such a young age? I mean, my mom was a school teacher. You know, she taught in a one room schoolhouse. Ages. All kinds of ages. She actually had one student that was 57. You know, he just never learned how to read until then. And my dad, my dad's a milkman, you know, he milks some cows. I just knew I liked oil. You know, that smell in the air, that crisp petroleum smell. I just knew that was my calling. I want to clarify because... Normally, the guy who just milks the cow is a farmer or a cattle rancher. Milkman is the one who brings the milk in a bottle to the door. So was your dad, like, from start to finish, did he not only just milk the cow? Did he also deliver the milk? Or was he just the milker? I'm from a very small town. You know, and uh, like I said, there's my mom was at a one room schoolhouse. My father, he milked the cows. He delivered the milk. He pasteurized the milk himself as well. Was he the only milk game in town? Yeah, I mean, it was the O'Leary's farm. You know, the O'Leary's, they had the monopoly on the milk of the town. Tuscaloosa, that's where I'm from. Town of... 352 people. So, Bridget, were you not able to buy milk in a grocery store in Tuscaloosa? No, no, there's no store in Tuscaloosa. I mean, there's a a place to get petroleum, which I spent a lot of time there. A lot of time there. But most of the goods you needed, someone in town made them. A place to get Petro, you mean a gas station or a store? Yes, just a gas station. Oh, okay. So, no, I like no to call it petroleum, no supermarkets. Oh. Megan, forgive me, you're not that old. Um, this seems like a very old timey town you're describing. I mean, we're it, it's a very secluded town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in the far Northeast corner of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're stuck next to a river or 
Maybe not stuck is the right word. I've had some good times on those rivers, you know. But being next to the Mississippi, you just you just learn how to take care of your own, you know. So how long would it take you to get to a grocery store? Well, if I was walking, it would take two days. I'm, I'm in a car. How long would it take in a car? I think about 20 minutes. Oh, okay. It's not quite as far as I was imagining. A lot of stops when you're walking there. A lot of the sights to see. In Tuscaloosa, Tus- Tuscaloosa, yeah. Um, so how often Iowa. did you guys... Iowa, yeah. How often did you guys go to the market? Or did you did you live off the land? We lived off the land, yes. With a supermarket 20 minutes away, you lived off the land? Well, 20 minutes away if you had a car. Okay. And, oh, um, okay. Fair. I mean, the town shared one car, so... You had to wait your turn after, you know, 352 people. That's like uh, four families, but you, you waited your turn to use that car. So it's like a one horse town, but it's a car. Exactly. Exactly. What kind of car was it? No stoplights. <laughs> uh, it was a, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, it's a 1974 Chevy. Megan, would you say that your town had a very charismatic leader? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm at an 11 right now, so imagine that times two, and you're talking that's the mayor, you know, that type of energy of a leader. Like, I'm a leader. I lead my own crew, as you mentioned, but to have that mayor energy, it's it's really something. So the mayor was at a 22. What was the mayor's name? Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. And I'm guessing just everyone just loved Gary Marshall, right? Yeah, everybody loves Gary Marshall. Would you even go so far as to say worships Gary Marshall, worships the ground he walks on? I I would say that. I mean, I wouldn't say that to the townspeople. It's a very Christian town, but I see that you mean this in a figure of speech sort of way. So mm-hmm. that that I would say that, yes. Weird chance. Does uh Gary Marshall happen to be involved with some sort of church? I mean he he definitely ran his campaign on being a church going man. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't the preacher, if that's what you're asking. Okay. Okay, good. That that's better. It was actually his brother, Jerry Marshall. Oh no! Oh, Jerry Marshall, his brother was the pastor. Um, can you tell yes. me some of the planks in Gary Marshall's platform as mayor? Uh, well, he he let everybody know he's a Christian man, and uh, you know he was really good at navigating the the sharing of the one car. He was very very diplomatic in that sense, you know. He'd pick which family, the Marshalls, the O'Learys, who gets the car on what day, the Hines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we rarely used it because my parents are rather modest people, you know. Was the car the only thing that the community shared? Oh, we shared everything. Mm-hmm. I I shared my underwear with the neighbors till I was uh, well till I was bleeding honestly, and then till you were oh then you get your bleeding. own. Oh, uh, okay. Um, did you all have to like? Yeah, once you become a woman, you get your own underwear. That is that's part sweet. of a rite of passage in old Tuscaloosa. Um, did you like? Would you say Shay that you shared money communally? You know, if anyone had an income, did it kind of go into one communal pool? I Are you implying that we were a commune? Oh, no, not at all. Okay, then yes, we I did am. share money. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually am going to go ahead and, and directly say that I am implying that you were living in a commune. Well, it like. wasn't a commune. It wasn't a commune. It was just four large families living together off the land. 
Listen, there's nothing wrong with living in a commune. I'm, I'm sure there's not, but I want, I want the record to stay. I am American and I do pay taxes, you know, and right. I think petroleum taxes are important as well. Of course. Um, there is something wrong with living in a cult like that. That could be a problem. Which I, I think I that's a thing, that. too, mm-hmm. that maybe you did. I don't know why you're implying that, just because I lived with some God-fearing people for the first mm-hmm. 31 years of my life. Um, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that you're not recognizing Americans who work hard for, you know, communal things. Tyler, just a sidebar. Yeah. If you ever think someone's in a cult, you're not supposed to tell them you think they're in a cult. Because that just makes them run back away. It's 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 a way to isolate themselves. Because when you isolate the outside world, then suddenly only your cult is appealing, and then there's an emotional reaction where you keep having to go back to the cult. It's emotional abuse. And and for the record, I've seen plenty of the outside world. Mm-hmm. You know, being right. an oil chaser, I've seen all mm-hmm. of Texas. It's it's it sounds like it sounds like Megan is is not is not part of um, the. It's Tuscaloosa anymore. It's you know we shouldn't we shouldn't accuse her of being in a cult. I mean, I go back and visit too. You shouldn't. They're okay with me going in and out of there. Sometimes I go to Alaska. You know, oil up there, fresh stuff coming out of the ground. Fresh oil coming out of the ground. Oh yeah, when they're fracking. Mm-hmm. When we're fricking and fracking up there, you bet you get some squirters. Have you ever been squirted on? Not by oil. No. Um, you bring up Tyler. It's beautiful. I've opened a Capri Sun before. Have you ever opened a Capri Sun and that straw? And sometimes you punch that pouch so hard you get Hawaiian berry on your face. Yes, I have been squirted. Oh, that's by a happened juice to pouch. me. That's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet with both a juice and oil, petroleum. Don't jump to conclusions, Sarah. Um, you bring up fracking, and fracking is a sensitive issue amongst um, people who are politically active when it comes to energy resources and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how you feel about the the other side of that coin, solar energy. Yeah, I'll, I, I, I've read some articles and uh, I've, I've heard some, some platforms, as we were saying earlier. <laughs> but um, I think it's a fad. Do you think solar energy you know, is a I mean, fad? What you can do when it's cloudy at yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a saying in our business, which is oil is forever. Wait, oil is forever? Yeah, that's that's what we You say. understand that the earth has a very limited amount of oil. Yeah, but it's also, you know, creating oil from organic matter. So do you understand the process, the speed at which the earth is Surely you understand the speed at which the Earth is is producing oil compared to the speed at which we're using the oil. I mean, I I'm hearing what you're saying, so I will acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Right. So you think solar energy is a fad? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When when the sun goes away. <laughs> well, when the big one happens, you know that's that's going to block out the sun, and then and then what will people do? They're going to come to oil. And it's going to be oil that feeds our babies. Um, the big one, I'm assuming, as described oh, yeah, by Gary one. Marshall. Did Gary Marshall tell you about the big one? I mean, Gary, it wasn't really part of his platform being that he's in Iowa. And we all know the, the big one's going to happen in Yellowstone. This is just something I've learned when I was an oil chaser. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just counting down our time till that... Uh, the big one happens and then you know well we're left with this oil what is the big one oh the the big you know when the earthquakes happen and the volcanoes go off and all that happens at the same time that's that's the big one science this is actually scientific science says it can happen any day now i have my kit and my van you know just for when the big one does hit i have canned food in there um, an extra pair of underwear. Actually, I keep my lucky pair of underwear in there, which is the first pair I got once I became a full-blown woman. So you think this earthquake's just going to hit any day and you have one pair of underwear for it? And the pair I'm wearing. 
And if I have time to grab more underwear, I can. But you really only need one pair of underwear to live, you know. Do you have... You just got to clean it sometimes. Do you have water? Oh, yeah. We got a, we got some distilled water. It's got to be distilled. And so it's it's going to be a, a, a conglomeration of earthquakes all at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It happens every uh, couple hundred thousand years or so. And uh, we're, we're at our expiry... And why will people start using oil after the earthquake? Well, they won't have access to the sun, I'll tell you that much. How do the... There'll be so much ash and soot in the sky, it's going to block out the sun. So the earthquakes cause volcanoes that cause the sun to be ashed out. Yes, that is correct. So what about hydroelectricity? Rivers are still a thing. Okay, but there will be a lot of sediment in that water. It's just going to be a very hard and tried time. Also, because of the sun being blocked out, most water sources will freeze. So then you'll have to spend time and energy thawing out the water to use it for your hydropower. I mean, oil is king here, folks. You know what? I'm sold. Um, This sounds like very sound science. And I'm concerned that I should get ready for the upcoming big one. So what should I do as Tyler to get ready for the big one? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I did send you guys a oil gift basket. And uh, in there, you should find two cans of beans, um, a jug of distilled water. And then I also gave you guys a canister of your own oil. You, you could use it any way you want. Um, I also included a refinery kit since I gave you the crude oil so you can actually uh, refine it at home at your leisure. Oh, that's so nice. So is this your oil, the oil that you've drilled? Oh, yeah. I That's the only oil I share with people. So it's like when someone cans their own preserves. Right. I'm I'm giving oil to friends and family. So I, since you guys asked me on here, I... I consider you now my my friends. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's quite sweet of you. Megan, I just I have to go back to this that you think the earth is going to end and oil is going to be there for you. I I I get that that a lot of people are prepared for prepared for disasters, but you seem to be very confident about this one specific one. Are you not worried about other disasters? What I know is that I have one calling in life, and my calling is to see oil to the end of this God's green earth. So when it turns into a frozen rock, I know that my number will have been called and I will be here for humanity. So you're anticipating the earth freezing over and you think oil use is the only way to get there. Yes, this is correct. Not not just Megan, Sarah. Um, I'll be honest. Megan's very convincing. And I think so, too. This sounds like it's based in science. And I'm concerned about the big one myself. You know, I'm going to try this can of oil that Megan sends. It's a very thoughtful gift. And I don't know that I'm not going to start chasing the oil myself. I like the way this nomadic lifestyle sounds. I could give you some hot spots on a map if you'd like. Um, I could I could also give you Please. my crew where we're hanging out. Yeah, we'd love to have you there. I would love. I would love to hang out with your crew. Yes, Megan. What are some of the things I can do with this oil? You know, I I I, I have electric power in my house. I don't know, like, what do I do with a bucket of oil? Well, as I said, there is an at home refi- refinery okay. kit that I gave you um, in that gift basket. And you can actually refine that oil at home mm-hmm. until it's the consistency of gasoline. Okay. So you can use it for your gas-powered car. I I actually have an electric car, too. Okay. Well, when you switch over from the big one, uh, you know, you'll have your, your gas there to keep you going. Can you do anything else with oil other than use it for energy? It's great for your skin. You know, I do a lot of oil masks. Uh, I just fill up the tub with uh, crude oil. And then I actually, I, uh, you know, you want to protect your, your opening holes with, um, I usually use saran wrap. Mm-hmm. It does pretty good for the job. 
But then you, you sit there in the tub, and I recommend doing it for at least 30 minutes to get the full effects. And then I wash off with some Dawn soap. And uh, I got to say, people I people think I'm 17, you know, and that's obviously not the case. Mm. But I mean, you, you do look young. Thank you. So I'm taking notes. I How much Dawn soap do I need? Oh, you're going to want to get like a five-gallon bucket. Okay. It's a... Oil is um, very sticky. That's why you got to cover up your holes. And I usually wear goggles. And uh, I've seen the videos where they're like washing the oil off the ducks after an oil spill. And I got to say, they don't look that off put by it. They look not only youthful. But they look at they're enjoying the little Dawn rub down that they're getting. Yeah, people, that's the thing. These uh, these anti-oil people, they don't want to talk about where those ducks are now, mm-hmm. you know, when they take off the oil. Those are some of the strongest ducks. The, actually, there's a group of scientists who breeds those ducks to create a master duck race because of the strength and the genetic mutilation from the petroleum. Megan, I just think that's untrue. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that uh, a, an oil spill has created a, a genetically mutilated duck race. That sounds like a lot of propaganda. Are you tell Are you telling me that mutant ducks don't exist? Because <laughs> I can tell you, I've seen them. I've seen them when you're oil chasing and you get woken up at four in the morning by a loud quack. You know. You know that's a mutant duck, you know. Why is the duck awake at four in the morning? Because it's a mutant duck. They keep their own hours. They're no longer like you or I. See, we have a biological clock that is dictated by the sun. And once you've been mutantized, you run your own hours. The sun's kind of meaningless. Megan, do you think you've been mutantized from all your oil baths? I hope so, but... Since I still have some sun sensitivity, I don't think I'm fully there yet. Like, if I look at the sun, my eyes hurt. Um, I'm just wondering, the mutant ducks, are they large enough to ride in this upcoming apocalypse you're talking about? Oh, yeah, I think you could ride a duck. I mean, as long as you're, you're under 150, you could ride a mutant duck, yeah. If you're over 150, you could maybe still ride the duck. I'd... I just haven't seen one that big yet. Maybe a goose or a swan. They say that they uh, they live underground, and I I wouldn't be surprised if there was a duck king underground, you know, just a mutant guy just sitting there, and all the other mutant ducks just, like, bring him food and whatever he needs. I, th- I think ducks are a lot like humans that way. Well, it sounds like you're describing an ant colony, actually, not a human colony. Because ants live underground, and they have a queen, and they bring food to the queen. Is capitalism not just an ant colony, Tyler? You know, ants come from the ground, and so does oil. Oil just does things to you, you know? Megan, we usually end our podcast with a lightning round, so we're going to ask you some rapid-fire questions. Just give us an answer really briefly, okay? Okay. Okay. What's the worst mutant animal you've seen out on the oil fields? Oh, a, a mutant moth. How would I go about becoming a warlord in the upcoming apocalypse you talk about? You have to have all the distilled water. And I'll send you more oil because you're going to need it to be that warlord. Thank you. Megan, what's the least successful product you've ever tried to market on O'Leary's farm? Uh, Pickled butter. So I do, in fact plan on joining your oil chasing, oil drilling crew? What should I pack as far as... Well, we don't wear shirts. I mean, the women we wear are are wife beaters, but men on my crew is just topless. So you do want to bring a safety pin because we do have stick and poke nights. And that's probably going to be happening on night number one. We like to to brand ourselves as you can see on my neck oh yeah there's a little little mutant duck yeah i see it megan are any of those things that you um are any of those things that you've brought from your hometown of tuscaloosa did you have stick and poke nights there oh no no pastor jerry would be definitely opposed uh when i go back i actually wear a turtleneck 
the oil people and Tuscaloosa do not share necessarily the same values. But what I like about both of them is that they're all people, you know. And they're not mutant ducks. That's a plus. Well, I like the mutant ducks, so that's not not a plus for me. Have you ever seen the Northern Lights up in Alaska? Yes, I have. Did the mutant They're gorgeous. Did the mutant ducks react differently to that? Oh yeah, they're not controlled by any light. But uh I did go to a rave once that was Northern Light themed because the Northern Lights were happening and there were mutant ducks there selling meth. Hi, I'm Bridget Flaherty and I am a Los Angeles comedian and I have my own podcast called Sex with Ghosts. On there we talk about weird stuff. So if you like weird stuff, please check it out. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget underscore suck it. You're listening to Ask Questions, an interview podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Uh-huh. I I actually read the email today for the interview. Oh, I know good. about the guest. I know that awesome. I know that Crystal is a pizza delivery person. Mm-hmm. And I also asked that she bring a pizza to the interview. Okay. I put an order in for delivery. To actually. your house? To our house? To the To studio? our house. Yes, to, to the house. So it would be there when we get home. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Um... I don't think she's going to be delivering it if she's on the interview. Well, I sent it to her directly. I sent her an email that asked that we have three pepperoni pizzas and breadsticks brought to the house. Okay. I don't know if she's going to do that, but... Also, I'm having a party. Okay. Um... Well, I have told you that I want you to tell me before you have people over, but that's okay. Um, it's not a big deal. Everything's fine. It's cool. Fine. We'll, just, right. we'll just all hang out in my room. Oh, okay. That's great then. Well. It's only like four or 17 people, so. We will talk about this when we get home and not on the air. Also, I invited Post Malone. Well, you know what? That actually doesn't bother me because there's no way he's coming. So I, I sent him a message on Instagram and I'm sure he's going to read it because we do a show on the Internet. Hey, Tyler, are all the people you invited to the to our house celebrities that you messaged on Instagram? Yes. You know what? That is 100 percent fine. You can message as many celebrities on Instagram as you want. To invite them to our house, but they have to be celebrities, like well, yeah, B level. They or all higher. are okay. Oh no, they're they're all B level higher. Uh, Gal Gadot, okay. I Orlando Bloom, okay. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., okay. Also, I uh, decided to invite Bon Jovi. Okay, I feel like he's past his prime, but he's on okay. Instagram. And we all do entertainment, so I thought, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're in a club now together. Mm-hmm. You know, we we we're we're all um, people hear us. Okay, we're kind of doing vocals right now. Right. So you thought that that these celebrities would all want to come and eat pepperoni pizza from Domino's in the second bedroom of a two-bedroom, one-bath ranch in Murray, Kentucky. Yeah, it's eclectic. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. Hi, Crystal! Hi, y'all! Thanks for having me on today! Of course! Of course! Um, Let me ask the first question. So Tyler sent you an email asking you to deliver a pizza to him. How did you feel about um, getting the pizza delivery request in that 
in that fashion. Well, listen, the thing about me is that I'm kind of a pioneer at my Domino's. I'm kind of known as like the up and comer. My manager will only schedule me five days a week, but I'm trying to get scheduled for seven. So when I get an email, I really do go above and beyond and get it delivered. So I've started pioneering drone technology that does get deducted out of my paycheck and Domino's does own the drone, but I can use it for work business. So you will get a drone at your house tonight. Crystal, I'm very interested in this drone technology because it does sound like you're going above and beyond. But I'm just curious, uh, do you think Ben Affleck would like stuff crust? I think at Domino's, we offer a pizza that everyone can love. And that is why Domino's has stayed the test of time in pizza delivery. And I think Ben Affleck would like it. Do you it. think he's a mushroom guy? I think what Ben Affleck really wants is the meat lovers, but I think Ben Affleck would not cause a scene at a party. Whatever pizza is offered, he will eat it and he will be thankful, but he might talk shit about it later to J-Lo. Okay. Can I maybe get like another pizza on that with a stuffed crust? That sounds like a good idea too, because Robert Downey Jr. seems like he's an extra yeah. dude and he may want... Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I yeah. actually included a couple extra pizzas in the order, too. So not only did you get your three pepperoni, you got a couple extra for free. Just remember that and put that in my review. Give me five stars. If you want to reach out to my manager and tell them just how good I did for you tonight, I would absolutely love that because I am trying to take my manager's job. You are ambitious. I respect Thank that. you. I do, too. Hey, so Crystal, you have already told us that you pay for a drone mm-hmm. out of your own pocket and you also pay for extra pizzas out of your own pocket. That seems like a lot of money on a domino salad. It is. Well, my mother is very rich. She wanted me to get this job mm-hmm. to earn okay. the to learn the value of a dollar, and I feel as though I have now learned it. So now I just am spending her money. How, how much money do you think you've spent on your domino's job? Well, if you add up the drones, the extra pizzas, and the kind of upgrades I did to my uniform and to the uniforms in the store, I would say upwards of $7,000, but it's all going to come back once I get that manager promotion. Okay. And how much have you made at Domino's? Well, you know, there's so much more to a job than just money, but I would say I've I've just celebrated my first year anniversary. I've made about Uh, $15,000. You not only upgraded your own uniform but the uniform of your your peers how do you upgrade a domino's uniform isn't just a polo and khakis it is but i do believe that is not truly representative of the domino's brand and Mm -hmm. the domino's ceo will not return my emails about it but Mm -hmm. so what i did was created kind of an apron that is shaped like a domino And that goes over just like a utility suit because it's just better for movement that way. So Mm -hmm. it's all very like fashion forward, utilitarian upgrades. What exactly is a utility suit? Is that like a utility belt like Batman has? It's it's like that, but you know how like people wear coveralls when they're going and doing hard work for the day, construction workers, contractors, coal mining. plumbers, coal yeah. mining. Great parallel to pizza delivery. So yes, it's something like a coal mining suit. It just is protection for when you have to reach into the oven and pull out a pizza with your hand. Just all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff covered. Makes sense. Very sensible. Chris, Crystal, do you think? Pizza delivery is dangerous? Well, I think it can be if you are not prepared, just as any job. Okay, what what makes pizza delivery dangerous? Well, A of all, you do have the oven. The oven is very hot in order to get that crispy crust that our Domino's customers expect. B of all, you do have the big knife that we use to slice the pizzas. It is shaped kind of like a circle, a half circle. And a lot of people do a little flare twirling, and so that can easily cut. Yeah, do you think those things are as dangerous as a coal mine? I mean, it's all frame of reference. I've never been in a coal mine. I never planned to be, but I don't think a coal miner would ever take a job at Domino's. I think we all have our own struggles in life. I mean, I'm sure those ovens are just piping hot, and probably you sweat so much, dehydration's an issue. But what about when you're on the road? When you're actually delivering, have you ever had to... Other than traffic, like how much more dangerous does that get? Have you ever had to mess with uh, brigands, highwaymen? Uh, you know, uh, pizza's a hot commodity, I imagine, especially during the Super Bowl. It right? can be. It can be. I, it depends on my day, you know, because I take an Uber when I deliver pizza. I don't like to drive. I do not want to learn to drive. So mm-hmm. I, it depends on what the Uber driver, their responsibility level that day. 
So you Uber to these people's houses. Do you have an Uber on on reserve that just waits at the nope. Domino's? Just regular Uber pool. I just call it. I wait my seven minutes. I get in the car like any normal citizen. Crystal, is that is your Uber? Are your Uber fees included in the seven thousand dollar estimate you gave me, or is that an expense on top? That's an expense on top. Mm-hmm. But that goes straight to my mom's credit card, so I don't really incur it. Crystal, what does your mom do that she is so, sounds ridiculously wealthy, that she's not noticing you charging, I'm assuming, weekly, or bi-weekly at least, seven grand plus to her credit card? She is the CEO of Exxon Mobil. Huh. Crystal, how does she feel about all your Domino's expenses, or have you just not told her? Well, she doesn't really pay attention to me. She is kind of a, she kind of does not like me very much. And she really loves my sister and my brother. So she kind of just lets me do my own thing. I'm sorry, Crystal. Oh, no, I find meaning of life in all kinds of different places. It does not hurt me that my mother doesn't love me because I have the love and support of the Domino's family. Right. What about your brother and your sister? Do you feel like you have love and support from them? Well, I do offer them free pizza, so I do feel I am working my way towards the love and support of my brother and sister. But as of right now, I would say they consider me a nuisance. Crystal, but why pizza, right? Because with your, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're pretty made, right? You, you hear all the time about these kids who are born to wealthy parents who have it on the easy street. They can take whatever job they want and kind of just coast along. Because they get, they have the kind of parents that aren't going to notice they're charging seven grand to their credit card, bi-weekly, weekly, daily, whatever it is, right? So you could have gone and done any profession. Well, training, education, bar, but you could have done anything. You could have been working at a clothing outlet. You could have been um, a lifeguard. You could have been a firefighter. Why pizza? Well, pizza's a hot commodity, and when I am carrying the pizza, I become a hot commodity. I become the most popular person in any room when I walk up with a pizza. And you can't do that in any other job. You identify with the pizza? Yes, I try to. I would like to be, you know, associated with pizza whenever possible. If you were a pizza, what toppings do you think you would have? Well, I would have one of everything, so everyone gets a little something. Hey, Crystal, let's, let me... I want to hear a little bit about your childhood. So what I'm imagining is that your mother often had to work late, you know? Uh, you mentioned you had a brother and your sister. Are they, are they younger or older than you? They are older than me, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining that sometimes your brother and your sister were kind of in charge of your care, right? Mm-hmm. They sure helped me out a lot. Right. And so... You probably, but they probably weren't exactly like a maternal or paternal figure. No, they certainly were not. No, they were very much teenagers, very annoyed at having to take care of me as a baby. Right. So I'm imagining that the only, the only maternal or paternal figure that you had as a child was the pizza delivery person, you know, because your mom was gone. She was working a lot and. You already said she wasn't very interested in you. So, you know, when your brother and sister ordered pizza every night, maybe the pizza person, you know, read you a bedtime story. Mm-hmm. I often invited the pizza person in and I would pay them for their troubles. I would pay them on top of their salary to come and watch a new movie with me. So often okay. they did, I think, love me, but I do think they loved that I was offering them a business opportunity as well. And someday if I keep delivering pizza, I believe I will find someone who will pay me to hang out with them. Sarah, you're about to be really proud of me. Are you ready for this? I'm about to do one of those things that like you do or that Kathy does sometimes where Mm -hmm. I, I make an observation and it's really insightful. You know, you, Prefacing that is going to make it so much better. I think so. I'm already proud of myself. I kind of don't even want to do it now that I've already prefaced it because I know that it was insightful. You know, what's Go the ahead. point? I should I should do it. Okay. Do um, it. Crystal, 
earlier you said that if you could be any topping, you would be all the toppings, so that you'd have a little bit of something that everyone liked. Do you feel like that's because deep down you're just a people person, a people pleaser, because of the unrequited love that you're not receiving from your mother? I would say that is a fair and accurate read on me, yes. Tyler, that was so good. It was really good. I think you're rubbing off on me. And I don't like it. I'm having less fun. I'm thinking about things. I'm, I'm, I read a, I read a book flap the other day. A book flap? A book flap. And as you know, I am a strict proponent. I only read one book a year. And I read Mm -hmm. a book flap the other day. Have you already read your book for 2021? Yes. What did you read? Oh, it was the collected works of Dilbert. The entire, all the comic book series, like all the comic strips together about being in an office. Because I don't work in an office, so I kind of want to know what that life is like. So it was almost like an autobiography of what it's like to have a mundane life. Okay. That, that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what book cut flap did you read then? Oh, aliens. Are they people too? Well, okay. But are they? It's like, it's like, I think you're showing growth. It's like, I think you finally... <sighs> are becoming a rational person. Like, I feel like you're just trying to troll me sometimes. I am absolutely curious. Like, so the book flap, right, says, much like Crystal here, maybe they're just people pleasers. Maybe they are abducting us because they want to find out what makes us tick, what kind of pizza toppings we like, right? Do we like pepperoni? Are we are we a ham and pineapple person? Crystal, what do you think? Do you think aliens like ha- ham and pineapple? Crystal, I'm going to interrupt you before you answer that question, and I'm going to ask you to please not answer any of Tyler's alien questions. Crystal, you're going to let me down if you don't answer my alien questions. You're going to have to let one of us down. You can't please us both. I'm going to let you right now. You can't, you can't be both of our toppings. I want to for, forewarn you. If you answer one of Tyler's alien questions, you will spend the next 15 minutes answering increasingly dim-witted alien questions. So it's up to you. If you if you want this interview to take a turn towards aliens, and by all means. And Crystal, I want to let you know, I want to let you know, if you do not answer my alien question, I will not like you. I will not pay you to hang out with me, and I'm going to cancel my order with your dominoes. Here's what I will say about aliens. I mm-hmm. believe that whatever we have or a connection with pizza on planet Earth, aliens have a completely different connection. I think no. there's a pizza equivalent uh, on Mars, but it is not pizza. Now, if an alien came into my store, would I offer him a pizza? Yes. But I th- would be weirded out by him. Well, to be fair, Crystal, do you have anything in your store to offer him other than pizza and chicken wings? We also do pasta, sandwiches, salads. Domino's does a lot more. We got chocolate molten lava cakes, little cinnamon twists. We got cakes? Yeah, little chocolate lava cakes. We do sell those, indeed. And a marble brownie. Can I get seven of those added to my order? I think everybody at the party is going to want some some lava cake. Yeah, I can put that on. They'll be late and they will be cold, but they will be on the order. That's fine. You're welcome to come, but you get to hobnob with some celebrities. It's going to be great. Oh, no, I got to work all night long. I get intimidated by celebrities. I just like to be like, you know, I like to come into a party, offer a pizza, have a really beautiful, bold moment, and then head on out and have a couple more of those moments every night. If I overstay my welcome, people will hate me. No, I get it. Rebecca Romaine Stamus seems very intimidating. So she's going to be there at my party, by the way. Who is? Rebecca Romaine Stamos. I don't know who that is. I loved her on Ugly Betty. Yeah, I loved her as Mystique. Sure. Yeah. I I just wanted to make sure she was famous enough that there was no way she was coming. She might not be very busy anymore. She's not on much right now that I know of. So she might show up. She's more realistic. Thank you. Wait, she might not be famous enough to come to my party then. I should probably... Can, can you unsend a message on Instagram? Why don't you go on there? Why don't you get on Instagram right now, Tyler, and message her again and tell her that she's not famous enough to come to your party? You're right. Honesty is the best policy. Absolutely right. Tyler. What? No. You do not understand sarcasm, do you? 
I understand that I'm having a very classy celebrity party, and I do not want to be written about poorly in all the famous people magazines. Okay, Crystal, would you want somebody who is not doing much right now? They're not on the, the CW or the ABC or the, the Peacock or the WWE, which, by the way, I invited The Rock, even though he's not wrestling anymore, but he's doing movies. That reminds me, I need some low-carb options for The Rock. He's very health-conscious. Crystal. That's fine. We do have gluten-free options. Domino's really does it all. Uh, hey, Sarah, if you got a question for Crystal, I'm going to go uh, message Rebecca Romaine Stamos real quick. I'll be right back. Um, Crystal, so you, where do you live right now? I live in the back house o- over by the pool at my mom's house. Okay, I mean, in what, what city? Oh, in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, of course. Okay, that's what I thought, and then I was confused because Tyler emailed you directly for pizza, and we're all the way in Kentucky. So are you going to drone fly a pizza from L.A. to Kentucky, or are you going to order it from a local Domino's? The drone takes care of everything, so what the drone is going to do is send the order to a local Domino's in Kentucky, and if they have a drone there, they will use it. Granted, the drone policy may not be offered in all locations, but I remain optimistic that the Domino CEO will be taking my ideas. So, Crystal, I know Tyler was really psyched about you delivering the pizza personally. So, do you think that's something you could make happen for him? I mean, I suppose I could get use of my mama's private jet. Mm-hmm. Hop on that. Meet the drone at the door. Hey guys, I'm back. I didn't even have the right Rebecca. I just had a Rebecca Romaine, and apparently... That's a different person. And she asked me the, to stop messaging her, please, about my party. Mm, sounds like sounds like that's one down. Yeah, it was really confusing because I've only ever seen um, her in the blue paint in the X-Men. So I couldn't tell that it wasn't her. Um, what did I miss? Well, I'm going to get on a private jet later, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, cool. Where are you going? To deliver pizza. I was going to send my drone because my drone has been all decked out. But Sarah let me know that I should come in person to deliver a pizza for this party. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, do you like Sprite? Cherry Coke? I'll have something ready for you. I love Sprite. And Domino's also offers soda options. I do get free soda as one of my perks is working at Domino's for hey, myself. Sarah, Sarah, before you uh, come home later, can you bring some Sprite? Can you stop and get some Sprite? For your party? Yeah, for Crystal at the party. Oh, Crystal might actually come. Well, she's yes. she's delivering the pizza, and I would like to have a nice, crisp Sprite. Um, Crystal, can you just get Sprite from Domino's? I could indeed, yes. Okay, great. Why don't you just put it on your mom's credit card? I think that's a great idea. They all, You know okay. what they always say is everything tastes better at Domino's. Do they say that, though? Well, I do. I'm trying to get it... Um, up through the marketing chain is our new slogan, but I am receiving pushback. Yeah, I think so, because I, I like Domino's. It's good. And don't tell me the wrong way, but I, I don't know that everything tastes better. I think you are incorrect on that statement, but you are entitled to your own opinion. You are entitled to think that you can get a better chocolate lava cake somewhere other than Domino's. I just have yet to taste one. Crystal, is there anything you don't like about Domino's? Well, you know, this is on the record, so I don't want the CEO thinking anything of me, but I do think the CEO is maybe a little bit irresponsible by not promoting me up through the food chain. Obviously, I've got passion and spunk, and I don't know why I'm not in charge yet. Crystal, I'm just now noticing on this Zoom call that you've got pizza boxes stacked to the to the ceiling, mm-hmm. and you just said you've never had a lava cake from anywhere else. Does your... Does your diet include anything other than the items on the Domino's menu? Well, Domino's has anything a girl could ever need, so why would I need to eat somewhere else? Vegetables? We have vegetables. They are toppings. But like a full veg, like, could you just get a carrot and eat a carrot without having all the nutrients baked out of it and then laid down in a mozzarella cheese? Well, we don't put carrots on our pizzas, but I could eat a carrot if it was in the bin. If we have a bin full of mushrooms, I can sneak one before I put it on the pizza. Didn't you say you had salads, Crystal? Tyler, I'm sure she can eat salads. Yeah, I can eat salads. We've got vegetables. Sarah, you of all people, who usually are the, you can't do that. You mean to tell me you're not going to tell Crystal that she can't have a diet subsisting all of, all of Domino's? 
I almost read a book today, and you're not correcting her on her diet. This is a weird role reversal I'm not okay with. Tyler, I mean, I usually don't like to tell people what they can and can't eat. But it, it can't be good for Crystal. I it, The way you eat can't be good for you either, but um, I've never told you you can't eat something. Chicken nuggets have protein, Sarah. So does mozzarella. I always have very high energy after my Domino's dinner. I stand corrected. What I don't believe, Crystal, is I don't believe there's nothing else you dislike about Domino's. Let's just, uh, we're not going to stop recording, but if you want to tell us something now that you don't like, I'll tell you we can cut it out. Or, actually, let's do a thought experiment. I I like where Sarah is going with this. Um, Let's pretend you work at Pizza Hut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's pretend Pizza Cut, Pizza Hut, is just like Domino's. One pizza place is another pizza place. One copied the other. Okay. So let's pretend that you're working at Pizza Hut, and Pizza Hut is just like Domino's, except with Pepsi products. What don't you like about working at Pizza Hut? Well, if I'm working at Pizza Hut, I love everything about Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut is my important life skill. I Everything in my life stems from Pizza Hut and goes back to Pizza Hut, if that's where I'm working. Crystal, what if you were working for Amazon? If I'm working for Amazon, I love every single thing about Amazon. They are my life. Everything Amazon sells is better than anything else anyone else sells. Let's say that Amazon or Pizza Hut decided to let you go, despite all this hard work you've put in. The drones, the uniforms, the, the extra pizzas, the ideas up to marketing, the direct emails to the CEO, and if one day Amazon's like, no, nah, I'm sorry, we need to replace you with another drone that's going to just vacuum up cardboard scraps off the floor. What would you then say about Amazon slash Pizza Hut slash Domino's if that was no longer your chosen career? Well, then I would make their life a living hell. And my new career would be putting those companies out of business and having all of their employees poor and living in the streets. Oh, wow. If they fired me. But if they don't fire me, then I'm giving all my life to it. I think it's a pretty fair deal I'm offering my employer. It's a little ruthless, though. What about the even the little man, the the guy on the line packing the pepperonis in the Amazon box? He is complicit. If he is siding with Pizza Hut over me, then he is now an enemy. Crystal, how would you expect him to side with you? Well, he would quit in solidarity, and then his life would be shutting down Pizza Hut. It's me or Pizza Hut or Domino's or Amazon or whoever. They're either with me or against me. It's your way or the highway. Well, I mean, it's my way's a good way. Why would you want to take the highway when you can take my way? So what are you going to do if Domino's doesn't take your way? You've been sending these suggestions, these ideas up to marketing, up to corporate, up to the CEO directly. What happens if three years from now, they're still not drinking the crystal Kool-Aid? Well, there's really only one thing to be done, is I take my tools that I have invested into Domino's and I turn Mm -hmm. them against Domino's. You're going to wage war against Domino's with drones and people in sophisticated uniforms. Yes, that's the big plan. But let's just pray it doesn't come to that now, don't we? Sarah, I think now is when legal would tell us to go into the the lightning round. Would you agree? Yeah, I think think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Crystal, we like to do a lightning round. At the end of every interview, we're going to ask you some short questions, and we just expect right off the cuff, the top of your head, some short answers do you do you do you want to deliver these answers straight into the lightning zone lightning round i am ready cool crystal what's what's your least favorite pizza topping onion how many pizzas have you delivered crystal upwards of five hundred thousand. crystal do you think there's any kind of pizzas that scientology uh disallows tom cruise from having probably anything to meat base he's got to keep his veggies intact Crystal, what what celebrities would you invite to a pizza party in your bedroom? Well, I would definitely invite the CEO of Domino's. He is a celebrity to me. 
Um, and then I would probably just invite my mother, hope she could make it. But, you know, I understand if she can't, she's busy. And my brother and sister would be extended invitation as well. Crystal, what's the CEO of Domino's' name? I'm not at liberty to disclose that information. Crystal, are disco balls and lava lamps passe? Like, is it, is it good party decorations? I think it's all about how you put them in the room, what the theme of the party is, etc. Hmm. Crystal, do you think Ben Affleck's gonna like Sprite? I think he drinks Coke. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have had Grace on with us today. Um, Grace, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name's Grace. I am a comedian out in LA, and I have a couple podcasts if you guys want to listen to them. I have one that is about this hit CW show, The Vampire Diaries. It's called Doppelgangers. I host it with my twin sister, and she's never seen it before, and I have seen it. So we just talk episode by episode, The Vampire Diaries. And it's a whole lot of fun. We're just wrapping up season one, so there's plenty to see. And then I host another podcast called The Gossier with my friend Bridget, fellow comedian. We talk about pop culture, politics, and all kinds of topics. We just did an episode about baseball scandals. We've done an episode about music industry scandals so it really runs the gamut week to week cool and do you have any socials you'd like to plug as well i'm sure you can find me on instagram and twitter at the grace piper and guys we are an entirely improvised podcast so if you have any ideas um for the ask questions group this is down in interview uh feel free to reach out to us at askquestionspod at gmail.com and you can find us at ask questions podcast on facebook and instagram and while you're at it don't forget to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. We'd love to see that feedback and we really appreciate it. Speaking of ideas for our next guest, Grace, do you have a, a, an idea, idea generator, as we call it, a question for them to think about to send in to us? Sure. Um, if you guys have any ideas, what kind of career would you be embarrassed that your parent brought into career day? Ooh, good one. Send us the embarrassing stuff, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I love it. We love you.